Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey everybody, it is wonderful to be back this week and today I want to actually start the podcast by giving a shout out to Iskra, who is my very first subscriber supporter of the podcast. So Iskra, if you are listening today, thank you so much. Having your support really means the world to me, knowing that I have people that are listening that really value what I have to say makes such a difference. So I just wanted to wish you a wonderful day and a wonderful week and introduce the topic for this week. So this week, I want to talk about the reason that we do things or don't do things. What is it that motivates us? And how do we make those decisions? Or do we let life decide for us? And I've been pondering this a lot this past week, and particularly today. What is it that gets me going and motivated? Why do I choose to do hard things? And why do I choose not to do them? And is it coming from thoughts of mind? Is it coming from emotions? Is it coming from body sensations? And I'd say that it's probably a factor of all three of those things. But of course, on this podcast, I'm interested in being kind to myself, being thoughtful about what I put out into the world and about what I accomplish with my life and enjoying the process. So what I want to discover really this week is how can we do the things that we say we want to do and really identify what those things are in a manner that allows us to work towards them. So I have a lot of ambitions. I'm sure you've noticed there's many things that I like to start or begin or do in my life. There are life goals that I have, things that I want to accomplish for my daughter, for myself, for retirement, for my business. And, you know, they all go at differing speeds And some of this really does have to do, I've decided, with the decision that I've made in my mind about what I'm capable of and what the world is going to allow for me. And I find that really fascinating. So I'm working currently to open up my possibility of what I will accept from the world as an outcome. So particularly with money stories, right? I think a lot of us have ideas about what's possible for us and what we're capable of and how much work it'll take to earn the amount of money that we want or to create the thing that we want to have. We also seem to each have a barometer of how much suffering we think that entails and how much ooh, that we think that we're capable of having in a year. Like there's a debt ratio, I think that a lot of us carry where we expect to have a certain amount of debt. And we live lives in which that is true, and it reinforces itself and that we keep living it. And I've really started questioning this for myself to go, okay, what is the upper cap on what I'm allowing myself and what I'm willing to work for? Do I stop just shy of getting what I want? And the answer I would say is probably yes. And I am working on that as well, to realize that There is a point in time where I put on the brakes about how far I'm willing to go or how much I'm willing to invest in myself or how far 
I'm willing to reach out where I just expect that it's going to be harder. I start to get discouraged and I'm not noticing everything I've gained and I'm not pushing past that last bracket of resistance before I would like have this breakthrough, right? And get to the other side and find that things are going really well. So I've kind of looked at my life and thought, okay, what are some times where I have managed to bust through and make it to that next level? And what did it take? And how did it feel at the time? How did it feel afterwards? And did I maintain that level of excellence, accomplishment, or whatever? Or did I allow myself to just slide back into my comfort zone? And I would say that in life, I've noticed I'm able to take steps forward. And I'm sure you've noticed this as well. There is a steady progress towards my ideals, improving at skills, improving at anything. And there's also great leaps forward that tend to either plateau, backslide a little bit. It still ends up a net positive for me, but it's not, you know, the great leap that I managed to do for a brief blip in time. And I want to examine that actually, because I think this has a lot to do with my confidence in myself, maybe, and what I think I deserve. And it's tough to talk about. It's tough to talk about thinking or believing that we don't deserve as much because we simultaneously want to tell ourselves that we deserve everything and that we work so hard. And of course we should have, and our efforts are great and keep going. So it hurts a little bit when we go, Oh, actually my efforts stopped just shy of what I probably could have done. And it's because I don't like feeling like it's hard. And that's a little disappointing to hear in my own self that like things get a little bit hard and then I stop interesting. But I think the truth of it is not that things get a little bit hard and I stop. I think the truth for myself and many people is that things continually are hard. Things like they're not getting easier and we eventually get tired of pushing. And I think that's a very human instinct is that, you know, we do want to follow a path of least resistance if we're honest, we do like the challenge of pushing, but eventually we all want to break and we build them in, right? Like we deserve breaks. We want breaks. We want vacations. Like we don't want every day to be extremely difficult. So how do we think about goals and things that we want to accomplish? And how do we handle the moments when it becomes difficult, when we've run into the moment that tough moment where we go, you know, I've been bashing my head against a wall with this and I don't seem to be making any headway. And no matter what I try, it's just not working. I think I need to back off. And I would say that that's, you know, a really important aspect of getting anything to flow is recognizing when we're being very bullheaded and we're pushing, 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 and maybe we're pushing in the wrong direction or we're trying very hard and there isn't a result. I think it's a really wonderful reflex that we have to back off and reassess. The problem comes when we back off think we're going to reassess, but then we don't. And we either go back and try to do the same things again until we wear ourselves out, or we just kind of give up altogether and get lost in the land of confusion. So I think that's another thing that happens when we're trying to better ourselves or expand a goal or do something that we've never done before, is that it's very easy for us to get almost all the way there, hit the point where we're not really sure where we've gone wrong or why things aren't happening yet, and then back off and be confused and go, I don't know why it didn't work. I, 
I guess maybe I should try the same thing again or try this other thing. We just, we lack the resources and the ability as an individual to give ourselves that sounding board and give ourselves the advice that we need. So what I'm learning in my own life is that it's important to surround myself with people who have done the things that I want to accomplish or in the arena, right? They're also expanding themselves so that I can get the feedback from them to say, oh, have you tried from this angle? Oh, it's actually a really simple fix. Um, This is how I approach it. This is a good time to take a break, but this is actually absolutely when you shouldn't. And I need that feedback because as a solitary individual, I lack that perspective. I'm just, I'm in the pit. I'm in the pit swimming. I'm shoveling the sludge out. I'm trying to figure it out. And I don't know the surrounding scene. I don't know when I've done enough. I don't know when I haven't done enough. And it's easy for me to get confused and make a poor decision or an uninformed decision is actually what I'd rather say about when I'm supposed to apply more effort and when I'm supposed to take a break or relax. So I'm a huge believer in allowing ourselves to follow our excitement, to follow our flow, right? To notice what is the speed that I like to work? What is the interest that I'm having now? What is the inspiration that I'm having? And follow that and apply my effort then. And as the interest or the energy ebbs and flows to follow that and trust it. But I am also a huge fan of recognizing that when I feel the worst about what's going on, when I feel the most discouraged and confused is when I think that something's working, it hasn't quite worked yet. I'm really excited, but then I'm not sure why I haven't succeeded. And then I stall and I stop doing what was working. I think that's something that we all do is that we have something that's working. We try to like push it, get a little bit better. It stops working. And then we're confused. (laughs) We go, wait a minute. Everything was going fine. I wanted to advance it to do even better, to get this skill even better. And then it all fell apart and it's crap. And now I'm questioning everything. And isn't this the human tendency that we have is that we don't go, oh, it's because I tried to change something. Maybe I'll go back to what works and like, see if I can try again. Instead, we just write the whole thing off. I have definitely noticed this in myself that I'll go, oh, everything was working great. And then I tried something slightly different. It seems not to be working as well now. I guess the whole thing is crap and I have to reinvent the wheel and start from scratch. And I see it so often now that I look for it in people, I think it must just be a human creative tendency. It's just something in our hearts that we get hurt when things don't work the way we wanted. And we decide this is a piece of crap. This is trash. I hate everything I ever did with this. And I'm just going to start from the beginning as though I know nothing. And I'd like to caution you not to do this to yourself because it's cruel and it's mean. And you actually have accomplished a lot of things. You are succeeding. What if we were able to hmm, recenter back into ourselves, take a look around, take a deep breath and go, wait a minute. Everything is going fine. It's actually perfect. The feedback that I'm getting is perfect. The whole thing isn't wrong. I think that's the important thought to hold on to because when I recognize that the whole thing isn't wrong, it lets me go, oh, right. Most of this is right. That's a wonderful thought. I feel really good when I have the thought and the belief, like everything is mostly right. There's just, I changed something and it must be that slight adjustment that's like thrown it for a loop. What is it about that small adjustment that's having trouble reaching the finish line? Mm, It's very interesting. Something that I've started recently this winter is picking back up ice skating. So I haven't done this in 20 years and I'm 
very motivated to use my body in a new and fun way and to like get the exercise, get this different form of movement and to relearn how to move around in an ice skate on the ice and not hurt myself and run into other people and all of that. I find it very exciting. And as I'm getting into these skates, there are so many aspects that come back to me surprisingly quickly where I can remember some basics, like, you know, make sure your laces are tight. Don't have extra play in your skates. This is, you know, you're going to push this way and maybe you're going to try to slow down. Now I haven't had great success remembering how to stop by turning. I don't even know what kind of skates I'm supposed to be in. I'm using rentals, but each and every aspect of it, there's pieces of this skill that surprise me that I still retain And there's pieces of it that I feel are massively missing that it would be great to know. And I think any skill that we revisit, pick up, try again, try to get better at, that's really how it feels is that you're just like gliding crazily on the ice going, oh gosh, I sure hope I remember how to do this and not destroy anything. (laughs) And that's what it's like writing a paper, reaching out to a client, like paying our bills, like all of the things feel like that. Like we're careening out of control and yet we're doing it mostly right because here we are, we're upright, we're moving, we're managing, we're just managing. It's going to be okay. And there's room for improvement. So I'm living this life where I'm recognizing that there's so many things that are going right. And there's so many things that have room for improvement. And my task really is to manage my mind, to manage my thoughts and my emotions around it so that I spend more time recognizing how much is going right, how many things are like miraculously okay. Because when I'm in that zone, it makes it safer to be able to play. It makes it safer to make a mistake. It makes it safer for me to stretch myself and to even maybe get hurt, right? Like whenever you take a risk doing something new, ice skating in particular, there's the risk, like you're going to fall you could get a bruise, you could cut yourself, like there's plenty of things that could go wrong. But I have trust in myself that no matter what happens, I'm generally going to be okay. And I've set myself up, you know, not outside at night by myself on a lake where I could die. I'm going to a skating rink where there's humans and people who will help me. (laughs) So there's something about when we're trying to try anything new. There's just common sense, right? And there's where do you set yourself up? How do you set yourself up so that you can have a modicum of success and feel that safety? And I think with any new skill, it's important to set ourselves up in such a way that we feel like we're supported and that it's still exciting. It's more exciting than scary, even though both of those feel kind of the same. They give you the same little adrenaline rush, the same, this is, this is something that wakes you up. And I'm enjoying the state of feeling awakened right now, particularly in this season. The sunlight is getting brighter. There's more energy in the air and I want to harness it. And it's making me want to do a lot more things. Isn't that fun, guys? Have you noticed that? That as the seasons change, as you leave a season of wanting to be quiet, of wanting to rest or needing the rest, when you give that to yourself, you then find that you have all of this new energy, that there is a lot of inspiration, that suddenly the energy has freed up for you to put it into new ideas, new social experiments, new physical experiments, like all of the things become a little bit more possible. 
So I really get excited when that happens because after this long lull of feeling like all I wanted to do was like hide and read books and think about things and maybe like consume art, I didn't want to make any. It feels lovely to have the stirrings of inspiration to feel like, oh, what could I do? What can I do? It makes me think of um, Encanto, the what else could I do? (laughs) It's exciting. And I like seeing it in my daughter as well as she gets excited to try a new skill, to learn how to ice skate, to do some more sculptures with her Play-Doh and her hands and just create things. It's just a fun, creative time of year. Mm. So how do we not put the brakes on ourselves? And how do we set ourselves up to use that momentum to the best possibility, just in general? And I think that has something to do with being reasonable about the amount of energy that we have. So for me, I really tap into my body to sense how how do I feel? Do I feel like I have a lot of energy? Am I feeling almost agitated, like I want to move around? And if so then I can really tap into that and use it. And if I feel like I'm anxious and squirrely and I just have a lot in my brain that I need to produce something to be creative, I can listen to that as well. And for me, there's actual physical sensations that are attached to all of that. So I really use my body as my guidepost for a lot of things to decide what is today really a great day for Is it a great day for being outside? Is it like a perfect, beautiful day that I'd regret if I didn't go out and breathe the fresh air and get some sunshine? Or is it a day where I actually feel a lot of energy, creative energy, but it actually wants to be produced in a quieter way? And if I listen to that calling, I set myself up for more success and I'm able to say yes more often. I'm also giving myself some guideposts into how quickly I expect to advance in any given skill or how much I expect to accomplish in any given day. So for me personally, I'm stepping out of a season when I expected to produce a much smaller quantity of everything, a smaller amount of writing, a smaller amount of social interaction, um, just a quieter time, more sleep, less physical activity. And as I'm opening myself up into wanting to pick up a new sport, wanting to be outside more often, getting excited about just making myself available for more business retreats to work with other people, all of those things, it's the sense of expansion. I'm allowing that I can do that not all in one fell swoop. It's okay that I have the energy. It's wonderful to put it out there, but I don't expect to reap results immediately. And I think that saves me a lot of agony to be able to look at the efforts that I'm putting in and go, I know that this is paying off. And that is a thought that I hold. It's not, it's going to pay off. It is paying off. It's already reaping the rewards and it's already accumulating ahead of me on the trail. I owe it to myself to show up and keep getting there. And that allows me to enjoy the journey, not so much what the result is that I wanted to get. It's allowing me to be present and get that feedback from myself to try some things, to be there for myself in my triumphs and my disappointments, when I get hurt, when I get confused, and I have the space to breathe with it and not get confused long enough that I give up, right? (laughs) When I get weird feedback and I go, I don't know what's going on. 
I go, okay, what is going on? I have space for that. I know that I'm on a journey. I know that I'm going to get where I'm going. I've tried this way. This doesn't seem to be working. What could I try next time? And is today a good day for that? Or is today a good day to just sleep and process some things? I've actually, I've discovered that sleep is a great healer for me, not just um, for my physical body, but to process my thoughts and my energy and my feelings on what I've been doing and the feedback that I'm getting. I can get a lot more done if I get a good night's sleep on it. It's like the inspiration will come in the morning. My brain does the work for me while I'm asleep. So I would offer that to you as well. Like really appreciate the heck out of how amazing your body is that you're able to do shit in your sleep. How cool is that? You actually do solve problems. You actually do learn actual physical skills just through resting. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm. Yes. So we started this journey thinking about what are the reasons that we do things. And I think it turned more into how do we keep doing them? How do we get the feedback in this moment from ourselves, from our soul about what to do next and how we feel about it? And I think so much of that has to do with just being present and allowing ourselves to touch into our heart, to touch into our body, to touch into our soul and say, yes, to all of it, to what we're feeling, to what we're desiring. I think this is a great season for bridging that gap between desire and the action you need to take to embody that desire, to make it happen in the real world. This really is a season of transition from like coming up with the idea to making the idea a reality. And that happens through very small, but consistent and relentless movement forward. I wish all of you a fabulous week of reaching out for your goals, of being a little bit more present for how you're feeling on that journey and allowing yourself the joy and the privilege of hearing from yourself about that, about how it's going and to give yourself the grace to relax into doing what you want to like get that feedback and know that not every day has to go perfect in order for the perfect result to come. It's really about enjoying all of it, enjoying the process, even the pain. It's appreciating it. I wouldn't say enjoying it. I don't enjoy pain, but I can appreciate what it teaches me and the feedback that I get. And when I slow down enough to really listen, to really feel, that's when the magic happens and the progress happens so much faster. My friends, have a marvelous day and I will catch you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.